Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of The Semi-Field Writer. We are nearly halfway through 2020, and (sighs) that's all I can say. No, really. I feel like that's the only thing I can do right now is sigh, because anything else is insignificant or has already been said by someone else. But I'm going to try to say something. Today's date, the date that I'm recording this, is June 8th, 2020. On May 25th, George Floyd, a black man, was murdered by Derek Chauvin, a white police officer, who kneeled down onto his neck and cut off his ability to breathe. Three other officers were there and failed to step in. Between then and now, the four officers have been fired, they have been criminally charged for Floyd's death, and there are millions of people who are pissed. They are protesting through every major city and urging everyone to make some serious changes, changes that will ultimately end anti-Black racism. And don't forget, we're still dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic. Tensions have never been higher. Today, I want to speak directly to the Latinx community. This isn't just a Black versus white issue or a white versus everyone else issue. Us Latin Americans, we're racist too. Not all of us, but enough that it's a problem. There is still casual use of the N-word. There is a stigma behind dating a black person. You heard of Geronimo Yanez and George Zimmerman? Look them up if you don't remember them. And another thing, we have Afro-Latinos, people from Central and South America with African ancestry. We hate on them too, even though they're part of the club. The Latinx culture, we've been discriminated against too, but that's not what I want to get into. I want to share some advice. And this is for me just as much as it is for you. I have some suggested ways for us to take the necessary steps to be allies with the Black community and to love and respect them just the way they are. Now, there are obvious ways to help them right now, and I'll go through them briefly. You can educate yourself, watch movies, read literature by Black authors, and read up on laws that are set up to put Blacks and minorities at a disadvantage. You can give your money to a good cause, donate to a charity, give your business to Black-owned companies, and promote Black artists. And of course, you could vote. That's probably the biggest contribution you can make. Let me go deeper into some ways the Latinx community can break the cycle of racism. I have three suggestions for you. Number one, don't be ashamed of speaking up. Now, you shouldn't be shamed into speaking up either, but that's not what I want to get at. I have this comment that runs into my head every time black people share their frustrations to the world. As I said before, we've had our share of problems. Our people had a very bad experience with colonialism. And today, our biggest issue is immigration and the discrimination behind it. But this comment running in my head, I've heard it from other people so many times over. And I'll paraphrase it. It's something along the lines of, so what? Us Latinos have been treated unfairly but you don't hear us complaining about it. There's a psychology to this. Our ancestors' survival depended on the approval of the white man. And there's pushback in that if we didn't like the conditions we're living in, we can certainly go back to where we came from. So I think this condition of not complaining comes from this. But there are a lot of implications here. For one, it totally dismisses the grievances expressed by African Americans. The expectation is that they just need to accept the way things are, suck it up, and move on. 
Latinx people have a lot of pride too. I feel that if we sympathize with African Americans, if we start to be vocal about their plights and our own, then we get shamed and we get labeled as being weak. Our own people are doing the same thing the white man is doing. They're basically saying, if we don't like the way things are, then go somewhere else. You don't have to agree with them. There's no shame in speaking up, and there's no shame in sympathizing with the disenfranchised group. You don't necessarily have to go all out and march at every protest and hug every black person that you come across. But you can lend an ear to the black community and openly support their cause. And if someone gives you a hard time for standing up for what's right, well then that's on them. Number two, make your own views public. This order goes along with the first suggestion, but I'm thinking of this in terms of social media. One of the things I hate most about social media is that it is less about what's going on in people's lives and a lot more about sharing things that they find interesting. Memes, news articles, other people's statements. Now, I have friends on Facebook. Some of them are relatives of mine. A lot of them have beliefs that are very different from mine. We're extremely divided on politics. I love them, but I need to say this next thing. I know many Latinx people who love our current president. I do not. I do not. But when people I know personally share their posts in support of that administration, claim all black people are thugs, and condemn activists like Colin Kaepernick, it hurts. What's worse, I can't stand seeing the comments from people who celebrate these posts. For my mental health, the easiest thing to do is just hide their stories. But maybe that's not good enough. Maybe let others know that you disagree with them. I'm not suggesting that you try and force someone to change their mind. It's nearly impossible to change a core value such as politics, even if you have the strongest argument and have all of the evidence to refute their claims, they'll just double down and stand firm in their viewpoint but they'll at least know where you stand. And more importantly, other people on the outside will know that you're on their side. They'll know that they have an ally. Number three, teach your kids to be better people. I'm going to stereotype for just a second. I know a lot of you have children. You have several children. It's a tough job to keep them fed, to get them to do their homework, and to keep them out of harm's way. But the most important thing you can do for them is to teach them to not be little assholes. We were not born to hate. We were not born as bigots. It's learned. And those kids will look up to you and absorb everything that you do and mimic it. Have them absorb positive qualities. Talk to them about love and empathy. And show them that no one should be insulted or left out because of what they look like on the outside. Some of you don't have children, then that's fine. I don't have kids. I'm an anomaly, so maybe I'm not the one that should be telling you how to raise your kids. But to my child-free friends, you can certainly be an influence on other young ones. If you have nieces or nephews, be a good example for them. If you're a teacher, let your students know that discrimination will not be tolerated. And if they keep it up, they will be held accountable. Quick recap. Don't be ashamed of speaking up. Make your own views public. Teach your kids to be better people. You can take it or leave it. I'm, I'm just trying my best to make sense of everything that led us to this. And you are free to reconcile your views in any way you see fit. I just want you to know that I'm no paragon. I've been pretty quiet on social media. I'm pretty quiet in general. But like I said in my very first episode, I'm trying to get you to learn about the real me. It's hard. It's scary. 
but I don't want this to be another thing that I fail at. That's all I wanted to share today. I love you all, and I hope you take care of yourselves and each other. I'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks.